Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Monica, and with me today again is my lovely co-host, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Monica. How's it going? It's the new year. Happy so, new year. Happy new year to you, obviously, and to our listeners. Other than that, <laughs> same old, same old. Well, that's not entirely true, Monica. We have both taken up a new video game. Oh, that's true. Oh, that is very true. Yeah, so it's not really same old, same old. It's all Final Fantasy fourteen all the time. <laughs> that is very true. So basically, it's not actually still in Austria. We're in Eorzea right now. <laughs> yeah. As uh, after our conversation with Anna from last week, we were both inspired to to rejoin Final Fantasy. Oh, and yeah. rejoin we have some of us a little bit more than others, Monica. I don't know what you're saying. I only <laughs> hit level 43 in three, four, five days. <laughs> Whatever. But there's actually a good group of us playing right now. Yeah, it all started from a little Twitter mob. And yeah. now... We're a bunch of people, and that's cool. And I think that's what I missed the last time. Yeah, same. It's really good. Um, playing with more than just Tom is, is amazing. Actually being subscribed and getting all the full features of the game. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. You weren't subscribed before? No, we had we were playing on free trials. Okay. I remember when I did that, I, I, because I think it was 2017 already, when, I, when Anna hooked me for the first time. And I did the trial as well, but I could join their FC and everything. So I think they've changed something about it because I can't re I can't remember that I paid for it back then. So basically, there must have been some changes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we kind of subscribed twice, or not subscribed, but we played twice. The first time we had um, 30 days of free game time, and that was awesome. Yeah. But the second time, we just had the free trial, and we couldn't... I think we could join things... But only if we were invited to them, we couldn't okay. take things out and we couldn't group up to do dungeons or anything. And that put me off because I was like, I'm so new at this. I don't want to do a dungeon on my own. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, uh, I would totally do a dungeon on my own. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, did, I did that yesterday with my healing class and I leveled up. up. It wasn't a nice experience to do it with randos. <laughs> no, much better to do it with our, with our free company. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I really enjoyed it because we were all on the same level. Because, I mean, there were nights last time when I joined, and I was on, in Anna's FC as well. But they're all high-level people, and I have no idea what they were saying. And now it's really nice to have like, other newbies like me there as well. I know, it's really good. I kind of can't wait to go back to playing. I, I didn't get to play yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I've got you know the jitters and feeling a bit, bit of withdrawal. I I can I can totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> and we've missed you. Yeah, missed you too. Oh. <laughs> Do any of our listeners play Final Fantasy? We would love to meet up with you in game because it's one of those cool games that you can play with people on PC and PS4 so long as you're in the same realm. And I think with the new patch, it's like even outside the same realm. Yeah, I, someone said so, but I'm not sure if that's January or June. And no what idea. exactly it will mean. But come and join us in the Orzia. Yeah, tweet us, let us know your, your game tag and like let's let's meet up, let's chill and hang and <laughs> chill and hang and bullshit. I said kill shit, but bullshit oh, okay. is accurate as well. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Maybe we'll have an episode one time or the other, I guess. Yeah, but Final Fantasy because the female representation in there is real. It is real. But I also create, well, 
I won't shoot my criticism already. No. <laughs> yes, stay tuned and wait for this episode. <laughs> uh, in other news for me, yesterday I went to see uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, which is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, nice. And Monica, you have to see it. The It was the movie that I wish that existed when I was a kid because oh. the, like, the female girly role models in that is awesome. Like the main character drives racing cars and like she falls in has has a girl crush on like this badass car thief who is female and she is like ro- rolling this awesome gang of of car thieves and it's in a video game and and she's really cool and the diversity in the characters like there's top level characters that are there's there's white girls there's black girls there's latino girls like there's all this representation plus there's disney princesses who are just so over the whole being saved by a man <laughs> oh i love it have it you seen the so first one good. yes yeah we've seen the first one it's um it's geeky so it's right up our street um and this one was just amazing amazing i loved it oh man i gotta go watch it then all yeah, the things yeah. i gotta go watch that's like geek galore in the cinemas at the time it is but that one is super good <laughs> awesome I have to find someone to walk, go to to go to the cinema with me to watch that stuff definitely awesome but this week is another week of geek girls in the news so let's jump right in first up following right on the heels of our last article about the national science foundation having stronger punishments for sexual misconduct within science, the one and greatest Neil deGrasse Tyson has been accused of sexual misconduct by three separate women. <sighs> Big yep. fat sigh, man. Yeah, this one surprised me. <laughs> Big long break. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't quite sure what word I was going for there. and I, don't, I still don't even know if surprised is the right one. I don't know. Disappoints? Yeah. The thing is, we are judging things differently based on whatever role we expect the person to have. Mm-hmm. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is, obviously, if you compare it to an actor who has issues with substance abuse in general, then you would, you're, easier, you're easier going down the route of, well, that doesn't come unexpected. But then again, if you're a person of, a lot of respect and if you have a respectful role then people are obviously also more more surprised as you said and yeah more disappointed yeah i mean it would be like the next thing is bill nye the science guy getting accused <sighs> oh i i think childhood heart would break you know i understand but what happened i mean look at bill crosby that's true these accusations come from all the way back to the 1980s when Neil deGrasse Tyson was studying for his PhD in astrophysics. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first accusation came from a woman who, well, he claims that he, he went out with her a couple times and they were intimate a couple times and then he never saw her again. And now she is accusing him that of drugging and raping her while at university. Mm. I really... All the time, all the freaking time, I'm sitting there thinking, believe the victim, believe the victim, because it's hard enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's still so difficult. I don't know. Not difficult as in, obviously, that doesn't come from nothing. I mean, as we saw with Miss Ford, nobody wants to put himself in a situation where you're facing public backlash and three different people on three different occasions. Well, maybe we need to hear the other other two to see more about because I think one with a tattoo could easily be misinterpreted. I don't know. So what Monica's referring to is at a science festival, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was approached by a female colleague who had a solar system tattoo running up her arm. And he was tracing the tattoo up her arm um, because he's an astrophysicist interested in the solar system and thought that it was probably a pretty badass tattoo. And so he was she, looking for Pluto. Yeah, and Pluto wasn't visible from her sleeve. So he like um, pulled up her sleeve or something. I don't know exactly what happened um, to look for where Pluto was. 
because as somebody who was involved in Pluto's demotion from the <laughs> to to what is it a microplanet or something? Isn't it a planet again? I don't. Oh, know. I don't know. I can't keep up with Pluto. There's yeah. so much drama there. You know, for me, it was a planet, and it will always be a planet. <laughs> I agree. But for somebody who who was involved in the demotion of yeah. Pluto, he is interested to know whether her tattoo included it as a planet. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I get that. Should he I be mean, touching somebody like on at all? Nah, probably. Depends. Does he have a previous relationship with her? Does he know her? Did he get permission to touch her tattoo? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, what I can understand is enthusiasm about something. So if someone came to me and had a badass Harry Potter tattoo going about all the collarbone and shoulder and shit, I would want to see that. I would want to see it all. I'd be like, take yeah. the top off. Let me see that. <laughs> but again, uh, boundaries. Well, boundaries. <laughs> boundaries are something maybe I don't always have. Yeah. Touching people without their consent is not the smartest idea. No. And especially because you never know what um how the how the other person perceives it like it could be they could feel really uncomfortable with it even though you don't intend for it to be offensive mm -hmm. so in the final accusation came this past summer from someone who was assigned to work with him work for him at uh the filming of i think his most recent tv show um, and they were assigned to basically keep him on track, keep him focused on the science that he needed to talk about and to drive him to and from his residence to the studio. And he, from his side of things, he developed like a friendship with her, would always like decline a hug um, and in, in favor of a handshake, even though she would like hug many members of the cast and was a friendly, effusive person. And towards the end of filming, on one of like the final nights that he she was driving him back to her place, he invited her in for like a wine and cheese night, and she accepted. And they, according to him, had a lovely night. And the next day, she confronted him, saying that he meant something more than just her coming in for wine and cheese. And she felt very uncomfortable through that entire night. And that she uh, did not want to work for him anymore and totally quit like three days before filming mm -hmm. uh, wrapped up. So his, his stance on that, because fair play to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he has come out on Facebook and addressed all of these ac accusations and something that it, it seems honest, it seems rational, and it seems more or less open to addressing the issues that have been brought forward. And from his point of view for this one in particular was that if she had felt so uncomfortable, he would have understood on that night and would have been like happy to cease the evening, but he was treating her like a friend and wanted to treat her to wine and cheese, which according to him as well, he does with many colleagues. I mean, if we can expect something, then it's a rational reply from a scientist. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always find it, yeah, the thing is that sometimes I think that society and especially men are used to treat people in a certain way that seems 100% normal for them, but is indeed inappropriate because a lot of women stayed silent for so long and there was always this power dynamic going on. So only now it's more people get are more aware of it being inappropriate and more people speak out about it and more women speak out when they feel uncomfortable in situations. And back 20, 30, 40 years ago, that was so normal for men to treat women like that, even though also back then it was totally inappropriate. So sometimes I wonder how internalized that thing already is. That for them, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. But for the women, it really is. And then the important thing really is, it doesn't work for the women in that particular moment. So that basically means it shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Because what else is there? Basically, it means that when I'm not okay with something, then it's 
that's my boundary. And when someone still still thinks that it's not valid, that is crossing my boundary and that's not okay. As far as the terminology goes, I think that's really something that still has to be established. Mm-hmm. Like, when is it a sexual misconduct? Is looking at the tattoo sexual misconduct in and of itself? That's a question. Or is it just maybe inappropriate behavior? Yeah. Like, where is that boundary legally? I don't want to be a lawyer and I don't want to be a judge. <laughs> not. And we're not here to to accuse anyone. We're not yeah. here to believe one side or another. We're just talking issues through that maybe that that do need to be talked about there. I think it still needs to be talked about more because I do think that there are, is a lot of there are still a lot of things going on that have been perfectly normal just a few years ago because nobody ever thought they couldn't be or because a lot of people stayed silent for so long. 2019 is going to bring a whole bunch of not being silent anymore, I think. Oh yeah, that's for sure. So let's move on to our next article, which is about another MMO. Fallout 76 has recently come into the news over banning a group of boys for being homophobic. The issue was that um, in Fallout, it's like a PvP game, so player versus player. And I'm not sure if it's remotely like Fortnite, where you just accomplish things and kill people or each other in a PvP game. But in that particular case, there were there was a mob of boys, like according, I watched a video, so I saw three boys tracing down or hunting down one guy, one other character in the game who's basically also a player. Like it's a, not a PC player, so it's an actual person that they were following in the game and calling them, calling him all the weird, weird shit on the planet. Where it's like, you know what they did to you queers back then? What was it? Lynch? So they were really, really homophobic. I watched a short clip that player who was attacked and followed uh, posted on Twitter. It's really, like, it's very homophobic. And you hear the three, three stupid boys. Like, that's what it, that's what it basically was. Stupid boys having a lot of fun making someone feel super uncomfortable and calling him how they have to eliminate all the queers and and they have to get rid of AIDS and all, like really, really stupid shit that they were talking about then. And then they followed that one character around and tried to, tried to kill him in game. Multiple times. Yeah. Like it leads me to the question, not even the question, the, the comment, like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like how is that normal behavior? I was watching it and I got so mad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I know it's unreasonable, and I know in my head you're a bunch of really stupid kids. Mm-hmm. Like nobody taught you that this is fucking wrong, but you're just so stupid. How can you think that even that? Because they were just laughing stupidly, and I think they they pushed each other up. Like, look, and then oh, yeah, you had that internet mob mentality where yeah. somebody says something and somebody else backs them up and then all of a sudden you've got like 700 people shouting abuse over Twitter which is a totally it can be an anonymous platform so yeah but this wasn't Twitter it was an online game and and the thing is that the person who was attacked um, then had to bring it to Twitter because there wasn't enough reporting functionality within the game Um, and the reaction of the Bethesda are the ones who uh, created Fallout was that they first banned the players for three days and then they looked into the game or they looked into the situation and then they permanently banned them. So which I'm like, well, how's that going to work? <laughs> because no one ever in the face of the earth made a separate account and then played it, played it anyway. Exactly. Like, okay, you've banned one email address from logging on, but what's stopping these kids making another one and just going after the same same guy they harassed like the day before? Yeah. And even email address and maybe if they even banned their IP address and VPN people. Yeah, like there so are ways around this. Basically, that leads us again to the question, how can you prevent stuff like this? Because banning, especially with online gaming, probably not very effective. No, I mean, it, like I will agree, it's a good move from Bethesda. They have oh, taken yeah. a stance on this yeah. and they're like, this, this shit is not okay. 
but there needs to be be more there needs to be more education uh, around cyberbullying around like just generally don't be a dick you know yeah, i agree with that i wonder could there be something that video game companies could do besides banning because well that's the only thing they can do at the moment is they can only re ban the person playing the game which is as you said a good stance for them to even take a good move from them to even take this stance and say you're not gonna you're not allowed in our game anymore even though it's probably not very effective in the very end or on the long run but could there be something that video game producers could implement that prevents that from happening i don't know like the only thing i think like regular and very active supportive online moderation like even not just like gms or games masters or or people that you can talk to through chat but people who are walking around in the game mm -hmm. and like making sure that or hearing like listening for things that are being you know chatted to on these voice voice comms can they though i don't know join that voice com well i think in in the likes of uh fallout 76 i think it's like open world voice chat okay so you can talk to the people that you're near i think somebody correct me if i'm wrong but then it could also come from from parents um i know i have a good friend who whose son plays fortnite whose son and, and stepdaughter actually play fortnite mm -hmm. uh, with some friends from school and they recently got the headsets with like voice comms mm -hmm. and her her son came down and was like this kid was being mean to me and like it's a it's a kid he knows he plays he goes to school with him and he was in tears and she was like look this is it we're gonna take off voice comms for a while and in fact no Fortnite so just play any other game and don't talk to these people maybe you've played too much mm -hmm. so it definitely comes down to parents as well being aware of what your children are doing online and taking effective action but then again my question is is the effective action to keep the kid who's treated badly keep him from playing the game. I mean, in that case, they would know the other kid. So that could potentially be a place for common education. But then again, if the other parents are not on the same boat, then... Apparently this kid's kind of a jerk at school as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty... It's being a parent these days with it's these so kinds hard. of things is difficult. Yeah, it's so hard. Like, especially when now you can hang out with your friends. You don't even need to be in the same room with them. Yeah. Like, how 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 can you monitor what your kids doing when they're online like you're you're not going to be there all the time over the shoulder looking what they're reading in chat yeah i always think that and oh, and it's good that your friend's son or stepdaughter or whatever um that they came down to talk to them so i think it's sometimes more important to keep the conversation open instead of banning everything mhm mm because banning everything just proves to the kid, especially when they get older, that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So it basically needs to be education. So I need to be educated. I need to know what's happening, or at least I need to know the basics. I can't be in game all the time to see how it works and to see what's going on. But I need to have a lot of conversations, I guess, with, with my kids if I had them. <laughs> Um, as to what can happen and that when something bad happens they can always come and talk to me um mm -hmm. i think that's really important it's sometimes i think that's more like better than banning things for kids yeah and as to video game producers maybe have some educational things yeah. in there yeah like maybe at the beginning of every new account you have some in-game online bullying training like everybody has to go through a tutorial for a new game. So why not have a little tutorial that includes like the right way to speak to people and interact with people in an online setting? Yeah. I like that you say that's part of the tutorial. They could like have more as again, representation in the tutorial mm -hmm. about how to behave and not behave. And maybe they get points off if they do something that's wrong. Yeah, they, they don't pass the tutorial, so they can't go on to the main game. That would be cool. That would be cool. Something that I'm just think, thinking of is, considering AI is working properly and Google and Facebook are listening to us anyway, they could basically filter out the voice chat. True. I mean, But I mean, it's not really solving the problem if you just can't hear it. 
But if you, you know, I don't mean that. I mean, when someone starts to get racist, sexist, or whatever, then it will deduct them points automatically. Oh, I see. Ah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they get deducted points, and if it continues, they get muted. And then they get booted from the game if they keep, like, just being a dick in the chat. And then the game's just like, nah, kicked. I like that. I mean, I don't know about how privacy is working here, but basically, if I'm talking online, then I know that people are listening. Yeah. We have to check with GDPR. (laughs) Your favorite. My favorite. All right, and now we're moving over to the Marvel verse. Let's That's all real. take a second and celebrate. We have a second female superhero. Woo! Well, maybe there are more, but probably a second bigger one. But she's the first one to have, well, she's the second one to have her name in lights on that big screen. Uh-huh. And the first one to get her entire movie all to herself. That's, well, that's true. So yay, Captain Marvel. Yay, Captain Marvel. But again, when we're females, we always have issues. <laughs> yep, issues with men shitting on our parade. A Mary Sue journalist posted on Twitter, half joking, half serious, that men should keep their hot takes to themselves about Captain Marvel. And the reaction of the men was amazing. They oh, went nuts. Nuts. Her tweet got 700 responses at the time that she wrote the article. And they were all blaming her that she was sexist. <laughs> and how dare she say that? Because that's their opinion. Yeah. While at but, that time, they only what, the, what was out there? Only the, the trailer? I think there was just the trailer at the time. Yeah. And a couple posters, I think. Yeah. No foundation to shit on the performance of an actress, right? She was all getting already getting critiqued and criticism that um, Captain Marvel needs to smile more, you know, because Thor and Iron Man always smile in their promo posters. In their promo posters, and especially that's always something people talk about. Why does Thor not smile more? As if being a superhero isn't serious business in and of itself. Exactly. You need you need a serious face to show that you mean serious bad guy killing and shit again the way that women are judged in their performance are just ridiculous because the movie is not even really out yet and the trailer was freaking badass wasn't it it was awesome and you can't judge her performance from a short trailer either i agree maybe she does crack a smile but who cares exactly that is that kind of thing where i'm like i don't even notice stuff like this no it never why? crosses my mind. Why do people notice stuff like this? Well, sure, we've all had it where some, like, even some dude you've never seen before comes up to you and you go and goes, oh, "You'd look a lot prettier if you smiled." And it's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and you'd be a lot prettier if you weren't such a dick. And that's really that. And it was the same with um, the when Black Panther came out that people complained about having a a god-like guy reigning in their own empire. So basically basically what Thor is. Mm-hmm. But for Black Panther, they judged it a lot. So I really don't get why people that are usually not that represented, like people of color and Latino people, always have a higher thing to jump over. Threshold to jump over. Threshold, thank you. You're welcome. So we already have to work twice as hard three times as hard to get the same acknowledgement that men often get. And then we get ridiculous criticism as, why do you not smile more? (laughs) As if that's so funny. Yeah. But what could we do about it? Why is this a problem? It's a problem because women can't, shouldn't be judged over this ridiculous stuff, basically. (laughs) Like double standards and... Like, just, just just let us have our representation on a superhero level, dudes. <laughs> I love how you just said that. <laughs> and also, consider that the movie is not even out yet. How can you like or hate something that much just because of a, what, 30-second trailer, a minute trailer? Um, you know nothing about the story yet. You know, you don't really know a lot about her performance yet. 
And if you do, and that doesn't mean that you cannot like things. So, so you cannot not like things. Obviously, just because it's a female superhero doesn't mean that everybody has to love it. But give us proper reasons besides smile more and didn't smile enough. The one line that I liked from this article in the Mary Sue, it says, maybe men should learn that if they're, if you're offended by a comment asking men not to make sexist comments, chances are you're offended by that because you're one of the men making those comments. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true though. Like, you know, the men screaming, not all men are the men being dicks. Yeah. The men out there fighting for men's rights are the ones making like sexist comments, sexual harassment. They're, they're the ones that are, you know, being dicks. Yeah. Because basically if you haven't done something wrong and again, you don't have to agree with everything us women are doing, but if you just don't like something, then give us a proper reason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is always a way of giving positive feedback. Basically what I'm saying is you can judge someone's performance based on their performance and not based on ridiculous um, points that you make up in your head to shit on your per- on our parade. Yeah. And your, your discussion over somebody's performance in like a superhero movie, it doesn't have any, have to have anything to do with gender. Yes, I agree. I mean, you could think that Chris Hemsworth was the worst Thor ever. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know who would, but I'm sure there are people out there. But they wouldn't say that it's because he's a man and he should smile more. Yeah. They would be like, his abs are too rock hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry, I'm getting all swoony. I really do like my Thor. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good bit of Thor. I mean, acting is is about more than your gender and how believable are you? And we don't know how believable she is because we haven't seen enough. Exactly. 30 seconds isn't enough to determine somebody's performance. If we can judge something, then it's the CGI in the movie. She was on fire. So before you give us your hot takes, people, consider if it re- if, if your comment is really worth it. Mm-hmm. it definitely uh, apply to most things on the internet. <laughs> Agreed. So moving swiftly forward. So we had a submission from our favorite fan, Michael Height from Food and Fury podcast. And as totally apropos for Mr. Height, he has sent us in a food article to talk about. Which is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's super cool. Monica, do you view alcoholic drinks as gendered? Before, Before I read that article, I didn't, but also I did. Because I do carry the thought that men do like beer and women don't. Whereas I do like beer and not like wine. So I fall out of the ordinary again. I'm the same way. But if you think that beer, cider, and whiskey are for blokes and cocktails and fancy drinks are for the ladies, you're not alone. Like this phenomena of gendered drinks has been going on for a long time. It's perpetuated in TV and movies. And if you're seen, like if a, if a woman is seen drinking whiskey, she's tends to be quite like masculine personality traits mm-hmm. and seen as one of the dudes, one of the guys. and. If a guy is drinking a fancy cocktail or something fruity with a little pink umbrella or something, chances are his character is gay. Or he's like Alan in Two and a Half Men. Yeah. He might not be gay in the movie, but he's always presumed as such, even though he's into women. Yeah. So, like, this is something that we're not only taught in, in, through, through the media. Yeah. We're kind of brought up this way as well. Like, when you turn drinking age and you're a guy, you're like, oh, have a beer. Yeah. And, oh, you don't like it? Don't worry. It's an acquired taste. You'll learn how to like it. <laughs> Which is actually pretty stupid, isn't it's it? It's so stupid, right? Because we're taught men drink beer, even if they don't like it. And, like, women don't drink beer, even if they do. And you're pretty badass if you're a woman and you like beer and everybody looks at you weird. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, people... These are drinks. I I drink what I like, regardless of yeah. if you think it's manly or not. Like, look in my cupboard here. I have I have quite an extensive alcohol cupboard. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there are like five different kinds of whiskey because I like whiskey. And guess what? I'm a girl. 
guessed what? <laughs> if you haven't yet. <laughs> now that the chicken is out of the egg, or how do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny that you should say chicken out of the egg, Monica, because there is a bar in Sweden challenging these gender norms in drinks by concocting a gender neutral drink that they have called hen. See what I did there? See that segue? You're pretty amazing. Thanks. And hen is Sweden's gender neutral pronoun. So it makes sense that they have called their drink this. And this cocktail, it's to appeal to both the male and female palate. I would really like to try that drink. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It uh, has flavors of green tea with whiskey, champagne, kombucha, and bitters. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I feel like it would be a... Uh, I, I don't actually don't know if I would like this drink, to be honest. I, I can't even wrap my head around it, how they could even possibly taste. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like it would be really effervescent. That's a word that I have to look up later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it does, it's not very sweet then, is it? No, it's definitely definitely going down the bitter savory kind of fruit which according uh, this is cool though they had like some really geeky science behind this and that's why we actually think it's an appropriate article to talk about geek girl in the news so it was developed by a sensory research at tullamore distillery which is a whiskey distillery here in ireland and a, a female bartender in sweden they came up with this cocktail after looking at the evidence and the and the research that confirmed that women identify bitter flavors better than men Really? And women can judge how intense, sweet, salty, and sour flavors are better than men. So basically, our flavor sensors are different and, and a bit more heightened than, than men's are. Oh. And they also discovered that 35% of women are known as like super tasters um, compared to 15% of men, which means that we have a more heightened sense of flavor perception. So it, those people that you see, and hear about who can taste something and be like, oh, I can taste like every single individual spice and ingredient in this. Mm -hmm. That would be like what a super taster is. Ooh. So they've put that research together to create this cocktail, which is supposed to appeal to everyone. So that basically means we just have to go to Sweden and try that one out. Yeah, in one specific bar. That's pretty amazing. Which if you want to, it's in Stockholm and it is in Bar Homage. I, I'm really intrigued by the, that geeky science. I like that they address, they approach this through science as well. Mm -hmm. So write into the show and tell us uh, what kind of drinks you like. When I was first talking about the article with, with Michael, um, there was a lot of guys coming up saying that they like a pina colada. <laughs> Not going to lie, pina coladas are delicious. So I, I get that. I am also on team pina colada. I mean, I am also a bit on team cocktail. I'm on team, like, I will drink whatever I like, whether it's beer, whiskey, or cocktail. Yeah, yeah Because exactly. screw gender norms. That is really true. And basically what we have to do is reevaluate our stance to things that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Because I can drink whatever the fuck I want to drink, exactly. even if it's not for girls or if it's not for boys. And kids generally shouldn't drink alcohol anyway. That's but true. You know, in the same vein as that, like, bring back gender-neutral Kinder Eggs because they used to be just, like, one Kinder Egg and now they've got the pink one and the blue what? one. What? Sorry, just a little food and gender-related rant. They have a pink one and a blue one. Mm-hmm. In the UK? Yeah. Like, from Kinder itself? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I am not. I haven't seen them in shops here yet. Yeah. You're not missing out. They're stupid. Just have a kinder egg. It doesn't need to be gendered. I am practically speechless right now, but I have a lot to say about gendered kids' things in general. So if we go down that route, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> Which we could discuss because we had that as well in uh, one of our Twitter feeds. True. But yeah, the thing with kids and gender-specific things is just crazy. And maybe we just have to... Not make everything about gender all the freaking time, especially for things that are not important, like drinks. I don't know. I don't know. But let's move on from the world of alcohol to the world of sports. Which is probably very untypical for us to do. But I whatever. know. 
but we have been submitted two articles by Tom Knight from the Blue Recluse and Nerd This Podcast, both about sports personalities. So the first one is about Sophia Florsch, who drives Formula 3. So being a race car driver is not necessarily a career that every little girl has ever looked up to. But now that we have a Formula 3 race car driver in the news, maybe they will because they literally have a role model in the driver's seat. I had to look it up later, and I'm still not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure there is no female Formula 3 thing. So basically, she must ride with the guys. Mm -hmm. She does. Which is pretty freaking badass. Yeah, that is badass. Like, And she's only 18. This girl is, you know, following her unconventional dreams of being a girl in a male-dominated environment. Um, and cars are geeky. Cars are geeky. Like, if you geek out about cars, which she does, you're definitely a geek. And basically, all these race drivers, they start to race from a very young age. Like, as you say, she's 18, but she must have driven before because they often do that, even with the motorcycling things. Yeah, so like rally carts and, and local yeah. local driving. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Sophia was recently in the news, unfortunately, not because she's a female race car driver, but because she survived a crash at 170 miles per hour that totaled her car. Which is pretty, pretty hardcore. It's pretty darn hardcore. Um, she's fractured her spine in two places and has some nerve damage, but she's not letting it stop her dreams of getting back behind the driver's seat and being the first female Formula One champion. Which that would be amazing if she got to the Formula One and then championed there. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, I don't really get why driving a car is something that supposedly only men can do well. That's true. I am the more more often the, the driver in our family here. Same. <laughs> and just because I prefer to drive, but... Also because you get sick on the passenger seat? Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> I'm just driving because the waiter is a lazy ass. <laughs> And so I drive all the time, but also because I'm fine with driving. Yeah. And I think I do drive better than him and I can park well. Yeah, I can park well. Definitely. I have no qualms about parallel parking. Same. So this story about Sophia, um, like it touches on her, uh, on the crash and on her being a, a female driver, but it's more a story about resilience and perseverance through like daunting times. Like she is keeping a positive attitude through the fact that she, you know, has a broken spine. She had a, like an 11 hour operation on it. Surgery. Yeah. Yeah. She had a, a huge surgery like the, the day after the crash because part of her spine was touching her nerve endings and they needed to remove it before there was permanent damage. Ah, and she still wants to drive. And she still wants to drive. I think it's sad that we don't hear about that more. Like you don't hear that's a girl driving with guys. Because all the other sports are separated, like maybe not all the other sports, but a lot of other sports are separated by gender. So you have the female skiing team and you have the male skiing team and same goes for football. And there is a girl driving with the guys in the Formula One, uh, three. So why don't we not hear, why do we not hear about that more? Being on the male team is, is daunting. I, joined with a, a a female friend of mine in high school i joined the the wrestling team oh nice um we were the only two girls on the team and yeah. it was daunting as fuck like being in this room of sweaty men like working out and wrestling with each other and brianna and i were like what the fuck are we doing and like i think we lasted about four practices before we were just like o overwhelmed to the point that we actually didn't want to be in that environment in Plus, what? it was hard training, and we were lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the was it the training or how they treated you? It it was definitely both. The teacher in charge was not the most welcoming to having girls in his wrestling room. Um, not that he was like outwardly rude or like anything like totally into words, but it was the sly remarks. The Oh, we got to wait for the girls and like bullshit like that. Slightly condescending. Yeah. Which is also where I'm like, fuck this shit. I, I know I didn't go far with that, but I did have experiences being the only girl on a male team. 
and it, it, it's daunting. So like fair play to Sophia for doing that on the reg, you know, and wanting to, to go through and be the champion and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I think it's always most difficult for the first woman, for the first girl, for the first woman. That's like 20 times as hard as everything that comes after. It will always be more difficult for women to claim their space in places, which sucks because it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But if they uh, want to, like as Sophia does, claim their space in Formula 3 and she's the first girl, she's not only participating, she's also educating everyone around her. So mm-hmm. that's fine that she's here, that it's fine that she participates, that she can be just as good and she, that she can be just as bad as and that people cannot treat her differently because she's a woman. Yeah. And I think that's chapeau to that because that's always a hard position to be in. But we need more girls like her to do stuff like this. I like what she said at the end of this article, this interview on the BBC. She said, I just want to be the best driver. I think the woman part comes by itself. That's awesome because she's like, don't judge me on the fact that I'm a woman. Judge me because I am a driver. Yeah. And isn't that what we all want? We don't want to be judged as women. We want to be judged as like the achievements that we're doing. Or it's annoying that it always comes for girls. It always comes with their gender. That's always a topic and that's always an issue. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. Because we rock that shit. We do. And, <laughs> and <on laughs> oh, the yeah. Mo- Fuck yeah. <laughs> and on the notes of rocking that shit, do you know Ada Hegeberg? I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of her before I read this article, but that's also because I have pretty much zero interest in football. <laughs> We're pretty, pretty outside of our realm today with all the sports articles, but it's pretty amazing though. I know, it's still like really freaking awesome articles to be talking about women dominating these male-dominated industries. So a- Ada Hegeberg, and I'm not even sure if my Norwegian is good enough to pronounce it properly, She's a professional football player. And obviously, since I said Norwegian, she's from Norway. But at the moment, she's playing in France. Playing for Lyon. I don't know where they are in the ranks, but I think they're a good, from what the article says, is a pretty good football team for It's a women. pretty good football team for more reasons than just football, but we'll get to that later on. So basically, Ada uh, won the Ballon d'Or, which is the golden ball, for the best female football player in 2018 but the thing about it is that the ballon d'or has been given to men since and now i hope you sit tight people since 1956 so these freaking golden ball which is like the epiphany of european football because it rewards the best player since 1956 has been given to a woman the first time in 2018. Jesus Christ. That is awesome. That is awesome. Like, to being the first female to ever receive that recognition in European football. Freaking awesome. badass. Yeah. And that woman is Ada Hegeberg. So that in and itself is already pretty fucking amazing. So mm-hmm. she's worked for that really hard and she did all the trainings. And as we all know or not know, Women are not paid as well in football as men are very often. So that's like really freaking hard work. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not hard work for the men as well. But again, being paid less than everything, it's just really, really difficult. But she made it to France. She made it to win this balloon door for the first time. And then there was this very nice moderator who found himself super funny and asked her when she received the reward if she can twerk. Work it, baby, twerk it. <laughs> so Ada brushed that off with a simple no. And she actually wrote an article about experiences with the incident. And she didn't give it a lot of thought. She didn't let it ruin her night. She didn't let it overshadow the fact that she just became the first female footballer to win this award. Which is pretty awesome. It's really awesome. And she ended up having one of the most inclusive nights ever. She was like partying it up with male footballers, so proud of her achievement. It was very a very well-deserved award. Like, even the footballer sitting behind her, uh, Roberto Carlos, was sitting behind her and offered to 
because she didn't know what to do with this big golden trophy. So she was like putting it on the floor and he offered to hold it in his arms instead. So he like cradled her trophy like a baby for the rest of the night because he was so proud of her. I really enjoyed reading this article because apparently within every, like her night was perfect besides that incident. So everybody else, all the other players, all the male players who look, who she also looked up to and who are her colleagues now, they treated it as if it, they treated it with the respect that she deserved. Yeah. And that's something that I want to bring up about the the club in Lyon. Um, she says that both the male team and the female team there are treated on equal footing. Like it's not seen as men, like men's football and women's football. It's like we are Lyon. We are, we are one team. Kind of inferred from the article that there was no real like wage gap between them. Like the team, the, the club treated all the players like equally and, and paid them on merit, um, not on gender. That would be cool. Yeah, so she she seems and has put a face forward that she's very happy with her club and the way that they approach gender in football, and I think that's fantastic. That's amazing. So even though that moderator dude, DJ Martin Solvay, cannot probably keep his stupid joke by himself, because it's a historical moment, and I'm not saying don't joke about things, because, I mean, my language is joke, joking, humor, so... I always like a good laugh and I think you can make a good joke without diminishing a moment and making it inappropriate Mm -hmm. because would he ever ask the guy if he could twerk? No, probably not. And you can still make a joke about something about her, but make it a joke that would work with everyone and not, not, not make it about, make it, not give it this sexual tendency. Mm-hmm. especially about twerking which is quite a provocative move on the dance floor <laughs> on the dance floor <laughs> yeah and I think it for me it's amazing that she she enjoyed that night and that night was amazing that she won that award and everything that's so cool just we need more respect from everyone in that regard mm-hmm. like this is a historical moment this stupid award, or this amazing award, I'm sorry if I'm diminishing it now, has been given out to guys and to blokes since 1956. That's, I can't even calculate that high in my head. So long that now finally a woman won this award and it's a historical moment and he's just shitting on the moment, moments parade by making it about her ability to move her ass. I like the way she closed out her self-proclaimed article or her self-written article. She said, so no, I'm sorry to say I cannot work. But if you catch me on the right night and I'm feeling good and you turn on the perfect Iranian pop song, I can sing my heart out. Oh, and I can play a bit of football too. (laughs) I like that. I do too. I like her. Um, I know I hadn't heard of her before I read this article. Sorry, football. Just don't like you that much. Yeah. But I like her. Yeah. I agree. And I like what she's doing for, for football. Oh, yeah. And, and again, not, not just playing a good game. Yeah. And again, the first woman in a special role, people will always remember her. Mm-hmm. Like, she will always be the first person to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Like the first female, like the first woman, not the first person, because that apparently has been around for a long time. Yeah, just like <laughs> 62 years or something. <laughs> Thanks for calculating it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now let's move on to the last but not least article in our Geek Girls in the News today. Geek Girl in the News sees us heading back to the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp abuse scandal. Amber Heard herself has recently written an article about her experiences with sexual abuse for the Washington Post. Hmm. So like most women, Heard says that she has been on the receiving end of quite a few cases of sexual misconduct and harassment over the years, especially leading up and into her college years. But she never spoke up because, oh, what good would it do? Isn't it? It even, it it makes one speechless, doesn't it? Yeah. Like being in your college years and, and having inappropriate behavior done to you and being involved in in inappropriate scenarios and like just 
not speaking out even though it's wrong because you know that nothing's going to happen. Like it's a sad situation to be in, it's a sad scenario. It's it's a sad look at our world right now. It is. Indeed. So, yeah. So when Amber found herself in the news with Johnny Depp two years ago, she became like this public face. She spoke up and she became a pariah. She was told things like she'll never work as an actress again. She'll be blacklisted. She lost her contract as the face of a major global fashion brand. She was recast in a movie and she was worried that her role as Mira in Aquaman and Justice League would be recast as well. What I found pretty ridiculous like what I couldn't even wrap my head around is that um, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp both were at the Comic Con I think a San Diego one I'm not sure now yeah and they put the panels after each other Mm -hmm. so they would have to cross paths like why the hell would people do that how can you not at least put one thing in between so that they don't have to see each other it doesn't even matter on what side you're on or if you're on a side how can you intentionally, like, you can avoid stuff like this out of respect for either parties. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that, again, she lost so much by and coming forward nothing. and he lost nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, that's what blows my mind even more. Like, she spoke up about this. She put her career on the line to speak up about this abuse charge and and this matter. And she has been blacklisted for lack of a better word from Hollywood whereas like what is Johnny Depp lost nothing maybe a few fans from the Harry Potter franchise but yeah on on the whole has he lost any roles no he's actually been like confirmed as and given a role that he shouldn't be because of abuse like a, a book and story about abuse yeah you and know that his performance was that great either oh my god it was miserable wasn't it <laughs> I really didn't do it like, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It was just meh, you know? He was like, that, that was it then. I know. I, I was so angry. I was just like, you chose this blasé performance as your, like, hill to die on, JK. Seriously. And I, and even without putting all these accusations in my head, considering that role, just when I just see the role as it is there and his performance in the role, they could have cut someone else to do this. And I still hope that they will, since Grindelwald can change his appearance. But back to Ms. Hurd. Um, she is calling for action at a federal level to end sexual violence and misconduct. She wants stronger charges brought against those accused and more a, a fairer procedure over complaints from victims. Um, she doesn't want what happened to her to happen to other women who come forward. Mm. She said in this article that she spent like months, literally months, afraid to leave her house because of how she was treated by the media, mm-hmm. how she was treated by like even people walking down the street. Because when it's such a public case, everybody knows about it. The thing is, you're never safe. So she's an actress, okay? So you you would think that people would attack her because also because she's an actress and because people then have an opinion about you in general. Right. So people see you in the movie and they think they know you and then you are part of something like this. And then people have an opinion about an an opinion about you. But it also happens to people who don't know your ass and who don't know that your existence. Like if you look at Miss Ford, people were making her life a living hell, Mm -hmm. her life, her family's life. They were making it a living hell. Because she came out with something that other people disagreed with. And I'm like, how is that even, how how is that even a thing? Like, how can other people have an opinion about us? How can you make someone else's life miserable who came forward with something that is obviously really hard for them to do? So, and how can you send them death threats? And I don't know what else is out there, what they ever received that they have to move place and switch countries and I don't know what else they have to do to not be a target of that sort and that's just ridiculous that you have to fear speaking about your trauma speaking about your experiences with sexual misconduct it's crazy women who come forward to talk about violence and sexual assault they need support they don't need death threats they don't need to be disbelieved they need to be supported because it's especially 
right now in our changing climate towards us, we need that support. We need to support these women. Which then also in hindsight means that the situation with Neil deGrasse Tyson means we need to support the women. Yes, we do. And I think basically let other people do their jobs. Let the lawyers and the judges in this world do their job and let them figure out what is how this situation should be treated. Mm-hmm. Because us messing around in it doesn't help. But us ignoring the sides doesn't help either. It needs to be talked about from, I think, an unbiased point of view. However, at the very base of it, we need to support the women who speak up. Yeah. I wonder. I can't even imagine the neutral point of view there. Like, it would be so hard for me to have this neutral point of view because I'm always like, I would always feel for the victim. Like, I could, I should never be in court with anyone. Well, that's why you do tech and not law. That's why I do tech and not law. And that's why we just talk about things on our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so that was it for this. Yeah, Geek Girl in the News, December 2018, last of the year. Uh, ended up being quite a long one. Lots to talk about happening in December. It was uh, it was an eventful month in geekdom. Besides Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that had its own whole set of controversy and drama. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it always? Always. So we hope you had a fabulous Christmas time, and I hope you landed well in 2019. You can find Geek Herring on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Geek Herring. And over on Patreon at Geek Herring. And on GeekHerring.com. Our sexy new website. With our fancy merch store. Which you should definitely buy a shirt from. They are so amazing and so comfortable. Yeah, they're so comfy. Okay, thanks for joining us this week and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.